2: Coming soon, the soundtrack to the blockbuster hit of the summer of 1996, Roller Gator, featuring such hot acts as Soundgarden,
1: Alice in Chains. Bad Religion Pearl Jam Soul Asylum The Foo Fighters out soon on KTEL Records and Tapes.
0: You know when I pick up a beat That's when I'm on pressure now The question always comes back to me, what will it?
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the What Were They Thinking podcast, our 250th episode. Whew. Big milestone. And uh, wow, we've got a heck of a way to celebrate it. Uh, I am uh, Brendan, of course, and joining me is the, uh, the slingshot to my PJ. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> In that there's an undercurrent of like a possible lesbian romance there.
1: Right, right.
2: But it's not super obvious.
1: No, because at, at least one of them is is obviously some sort of jailbait. I mean, good lord. <laughs>
2: there yes, she does seem very young. Uh but yes, what is your name, sir?
1: I am Nathan and uh man oh man, this is the first time I've ever watched this movie without uh the fellows from Rift Tracks watching it along with me.
2: This is the first time I've ever watched this at all, period, in any yes. form. Uh, we are, of course, talking about the 1996 movie that swept the nation, uh, Roller Gator. Not Roller Ball. Apologies to Josh
1: He got. I bet he got really excited when he saw the roller, and then he just he kept reading, and he was like, oh.
2: Yeah, he pressed the three little dots to like expand the title, and it was just a big <laughs> letdown. <laughs> Because the title "Roller Gator, is so long, it would obviously have the three little dots, or he'd need to expand it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how the internet works.
2: Yeah, this is um, this is barely a movie. Uh, oh this...
1: boy, what do you mean? No. This is all
2: kinds of movie. <laughs> this movie, again, released in 1996, <laughs> uh, had to go straight to video. There's no way this played anywhere else but a, a fucking crusty vhs tape (laughs) (laughs) um but this wow okay the plot well (laughs) um a young lady uh is at an amusement park she uh she finds a a, a talking alligator who is uh the cheapest toy you could possibly buy for a movie where you needed a talking alligator character uh that talking alligator tells her that uh there is a, a ninja after him and there's also an evil amusement park owner played by who el- who who else could it be but Joe Esteves, <laughs> and um so they're trying to avoid that. There's a lot of wandering around. Uh, this movie could have been called just wandering around. Uh, wandering somehow... around
1: to guitar noodling.
2: Right. Uh. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's a there's a karate instructor, uh, a girl named Slingshot, <laughs> and. Uh, a lot of swamp rapping. Swamp farmer.
1: Don't forget the swamp
2: farmer. Swamp farmer, played by uh, celebrated thespian Conrad Brooks, <laughs> and hilarity ensues
1: <laughs>
2: unintentionally. Wow. Uh, well, I mean, should we just? Get right into this? Oh, I mean, this
1: is... Oh, lets Oh, boy. Okay,
2: I just want to get this out of the way right off the bat because it's it's throughout the entire movie. This movie's soundtrack is literally the same guitar noodling. It's, like, the same, like, what?
1: Like, would you say, like, two or three bars? No, he... he there's a good portion of it. They do switch it up, but it's almost like they just hit a, a, a wah pedal or something like that. So you get kind of the same... Uh, chords, but it's, you know, it's distorted. So it sounds like, you know, as opposed to the, I do this professionally, everybody.
2: It's amazing. Great job. Better than the, better than the actual soundtrack that I heard in this movie. Well, well, thank you. This plays throughout the entire movie. And when I say entire movie, it does not stop. It does not. Say, it goes over the dialogue. Sometimes you can't hear the
1: dialogue. Uh, it's, it is so pervasive in throughout the movie that if you watch the riff tracks version, uh, spoiler alert, during the credits while it's still going on, uh, there's a Bill and Kevin and Mike are all like blasting away machine guns like they're trying to kill the guy playing the guitar.
2: Yeah, it's it's crazy. It plays the entire time. It plays over dialogue. It plays over what uh, seems to be like I mean, in in terms of the movie, seems to be important scenes that we should be able to hear, but a lot of times you're like, it's like I felt like an 80-year-old man watching this movie. Like, hey, what? Huh?
1: Yeah. For sure. <laughs>
2: So I just want to get that – so that is pervasive over the entire film. So we start off, and clearly the filmmakers went to a local amusement park and didn't get a permit because it does – it looks like they are, this is guerrilla filmmaking the whole time. Um, It does not look like anyone else knows that they're there. I don't believe the extras are extras. I think they're just people that are there. Um,
1: Aesthetically, uh, <laughs> Neil Breen would look at this and say, that looks cheap.
2: It's true. At least Neil Breen filmed in his own home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we start off in, amu- in an amusement park. Um it's a magical day, of course, and
1: At Kidland. <laughs> Is that the name of it? Didn't you see it? Yeah. I'm oh. I'm assuming that was that that was the name of the park. But it could have been like a, a section where, you know, the rides are more geared towards little kids. But I think that was the name of the park. Which negates later when um, our villain, played by Joe Estevez, says, Ugh. the park's named after me. So I'm like, your name is... Ch- kid? Ch- Chi-Chi Kid Dennis? <laughs> Chi-Chi Kid <Kidland. laughs> so.
2: um, Okay, so Kidland. I didn't know that that makes it... Uh, that just adds another layer of weird to the whole thing. Um, <laughs> so we see a young, attractive blonde lady... Uh, who we later find out her name is PJ. We don't find that out for a long time, but her name is PJ.
1: Oh and my we- goodness! If I was, if I had seen her in the '90s, I would, she would have been like my dream girl. Her and like Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> it's cool because we're probably all still, but we're all about the same age, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I just found that out. Alicia Silverstone's like two years older than me. I didn't even know that.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, she would have been yeah, because I mean, in Clueless, she was like I don't know what eighteen, seventeen. Something like that. That makes sense. Uh, so we see her just kind of wandering around. We don't really know what's going on yet. We also see Joe Estevez playing. Okay, he keeps getting called Chi-Chi, but if you look at the credits, his name is Chico. So I don't know if it's his dumb nephew that just keeps calling him Chi-Chi and his I actual name is Chico.
1: I think it, it's a um, – it's like a somebody named Robert is called Bob. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't want to probe too deep
2: into the, like, you know, the the, the nuance of this cinematic uh, classic. but So uh, Chico, and the man is not present, so don't get excited. But Chico, uh, Joe Estevez, is uh, walking around. It just, again, it looks like they just found Joe Estevez at an amusement park yelling at children and just filmed it. Because he's like, hey, kids, I love my kids, love my kids. Oh, all these kids are having fun. Like, he's I'm just, leaving
1: this this park's my home. It's my home, <laughs> which I
2: okay. Not knowing anything of the plot, as he's yelling at them, "This park's my home. This is my home." I was like, "Oh, is he like a returning war veteran? Like, is, <laughs> is he like coming back from battle? And this Wait. is his like first night on in the, in this back in the small town going to the
1: amusement park." And this is, I guess, this is where we first encounter the whole. You know, they can't mic anybody to save their lives. No, one. nor can they mix the sound to save their lives because. Combined with the terrible guitar noodling oh. and the inability to use a boom mic or a lapel mic or something, so you could pick up what he's saying during this opening scene where he's walking through and he's talking to people, he's actually not only talking to patrons, but he's also talking to employees because he's telling someone to, you know, uh, to make more cotton candy and uh, you know to to make sure that they, you know. Uh, I don't know uh, cook the hot dogs right and stuff like that but you can't hear because it's all garbled uh because he's facing away from the camera and the guitar is playing it's just it's so so bad
2: we it's always playing it's okay though because we only get about 10 minutes of this part where they're just these two characters are wandering around an amusement park with no purpose whatsoever Mm. um so eventually, we finally cut the tension that you, you you can cut it with a knife, and we do. Um, is when PJ uh, decides to take a dip into the ocean to to cool off, and of course, when you go to the ocean, what do you normally see when you look up? A giant gate with a ninja guarding it, obviously. Well,
1: yeah, you you I mean that's how you keep a private beach private in the states. You hire you know uh, ninjas to to guard the gate. There's I, even a no trespassing sign. But the ninja just shows that they take it really seriously.
2: Right. I also was like, I hope they never explain this. <laughs> I hope they just have that ninja there and then just move on. That would have been extra amazing. It but they would have been
1: eventually. on point or on brand yeah. for the rest of the stuff you see in this movie.
2: It's true. Um. So PJ is going to the ocean. She's about to take a dip into the water. And then she hears someone someone yelling for help.
1: Again, Coming!
2: again, I have to stress these scenes go on for so long. These scenes where people are like looking for people or walking around—they're like they feel like they're twenty minutes long. So she's walking around following this voice for what feels like—I I, get—I guess it's just in real time.
1: And <laughs> like, this or... is actually this is where I put it this together because she was at an amusement park and then she left an amusement park and went into some caves underneath an amusement park, which means this is a prequel to us.
2: Oh, shit. (laughs) Jordan Peele, you hack. You! (laughs) Ripping off Roller Gator. I would love to see Jordan Peele do a a remake of Roller Gator. (laughs) With the same same Gator puppet, though.
1: (laughs) But Keegan-Michael Key as the voice of Roller Gator.
2: Yes. Oh, obviously. (laughs) Kiana Reeves as the uh, evil amusement park owner.
1: He would do it. You know he would in a heartbeat if
2: George Peele asked him to. Oh, 100%. (laughs) Um, So so PJ follows the the screaming and the, the screams for help, and she eventually finds the Roller Gator, who is a purple alligator toy that looks like the director's kid just got like a like a shitty toy at a fair, and he was like, I can make a
1: movie out of this. The best part, I showed Patty just this scene uh, because we had already watched something else earlier in the evening, and I'm like, but I got to watch this other movie tomorrow night. <laughs> and uh, she asked what it was, and I said it was Roller Gator, and she kind of gave me this incredulous look, when, which she always does when I tell her the names of some of these movies. Yeah. And uh, so I pulled up this scene here and she goes, that's a dinosaur. I'm like, no, it's a gator. It's a roller, it's roller gator. No, it's a dinosaur. <laughs> we got into this, just this extremely strange back and forth of me arguing the point that no, that is a gator, madam. He is a roller gator, a bad motor gator. If you try to catch him now, he'll kick your butt later. And She's like, what are you talking about? Because I only showed her this scene.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah, and that is one of the Roller Gators raps, which we'll get into later. But he basically every word out of this character's mouth is a, is a quip or a pun or a really terrible, like, like old Catskills jokes look at his jokes and they're like, Pfft. You hack. (laughs) You are terrible. Um, And he has like these insults of like.
1: To to leave. To go away. After he calls for her help. Then tells her to leave. And she could go away and rub suntan lotion on her fanny. Now I think the American filmmakers who did this thought that that meant bum. Right. Not your bum.
2: Well, I think in America though, when they say it, they they do mean bum.
1: It's not what it means.
2: I know it's not what it means. This is a kids' movie, Nathan. Surely there won't be anything weird in this. Um, he does. Uh, he does also call her booger breath. So every every again every line, it's like it's like uh, a, a seven year old wrote all the roller gators lines. <laughs> like, yes. Um, and he's and you know he's he's very rude, and PJ is like. Uh, PJ, who doesn't really react that much to a talking alligator.
1: She, she, she's definitely going into that category. Oh, man. non plus reaction. I just met a talking, small, purple alligator. Oh, you're an alligator. To be, very, to be
2: fair, to be very... if I saw an alligator talking that looked like that, I would be looking around for a string or some kind of, like, animatronic device or a puppeteer because I'd be like, this is clearly not real.
1: Well, and that was, Patty said, like, the most unbelievable part was was the the, the fact that the alligator was purple. I'm like, so the talking alligator, the talking part is not the most unbelievable part for you. It's the fact that the gator is purple. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs)
2: Yeah, if he had been green, uh, no notes. Moving on. What were they thinking? This
1: is is being saved for for screening country. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. Um... (laughs) So, uh, yeah, he's, he's talking about, like, you know, oh, I have a bunch of friends and everything, but they're always bugging me, and I just want to chill out. Also, I'm hiding from this character called the Dark Ninja, who knows the art of Taekwondo, Jiu-Jitsu, and Chef Boyardee. Ha ha ha
1: ha! Yes, and she's going to take him back to the amusement park that he escaped from, because uh, yeah. the mean uh, amusement park owner wants to put him in a cage and have people poke sticks at him.
2: See, I thought he was alluding to like they were gonna do experiments on him and then the later when we find out that they just wanna make him like the star of the park, I was like, Oh, well that's not quite the same. No. Uh so yeah, and he and he tells her like, Listen, I, I've dealt with negativity all my life. You know, your environment really creates the uh my environment <laughs> created this evil uh this 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 attitude of mine. That's not quite what he says. He says a lot more childish. <laughs> that's but. like
1: you're really flowering it up here. I am.
2: <laughs> um, and PJ's like, okay, fine, I'll help you, even though he insults her the whole time. They
1: have a really passive-aggressive relationship at the first.
2: To the point where I was waiting for the sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> Which, spoiler he alert. he
1: has a cloaca, so he can't.
2: Well, spoiler alert, there's a part where I thought it was going to happen, and I was a little nervous. Um, <laughs> But PJ uh, takes him in her book bag and just starts rollerblading away. There you go, roller gator. Got the title. Good, good to go. <laughs> she's um,
1: followed by the skateboarding ninja.
2: Yes, she is followed by the skateboarding dark ninja. She also uh, just takes him on rides. Like she goes into like that that the, one of those like kids rides you find at like a, a shopping mall, like the little back. Oh and yeah, forth it's a ride spring.
1: that he. That's yeah. I think she's like here's a ride that's up to your speed, and yeah. We get like a one shot of her just s- like sitting on this kitty ride that you would find outside of a grocery store. Right. Holding him, leaning forward as the thing moves back and forth and like up, back up, well, up and down, forward and back, up and down, forward and back. And it was like, I bet there's at least one. Web pi- website dedicated to fan fiction about just this scene i was like i, th- I think she looked like an insane person it looked off-putting because um was, like because a- she was also like stroking his cro- his gator bill while they right. did it like to soothe him
2: right yeah on a ride meant for very small children yes oh. and her cut.
1: short shorts goodness <laughs> me cut
2: cut to uh Joe Estevez again credit as Chico his nephew calls him Chichi I don't know what's going on I'm just gonna say Chico uh Chico is there he talks to his, uh, mr. his Dennis. nephew it's mr, mr. Dennis. Dennis to you oh, sorry I, I how dare I refer to Joe Estevez's character by first name <laughs> Chico talks to his nephew uh, Reggie who is like supposed to be ha like the dumb uh the dumb nephew the dumb guy
1: Patty thought it was Dante from clerks <laughs> little, bit,
2: little yeah. bit Um, but no he's the assistant hot dog boy or assistant wiener boy and uh and, and it, it, the director of this movie by the way donald g jackson m- must have thought the word wiener is like the single funniest word in the, in the english language because they only use it 110 times in this five minute scene yeah uh and, and eventually through this very long conversation uh under the promise that reggie will be promoted to uh to to, to big weenie Um, top dog that was that was insane (laughs) he said yeah he says you've promoted to big weenie or top dog as reggie says if you help me find the gator and that woman to which i said how do you know
1: there's a woman with the gator see we might he might have seen it he might have told him but we couldn't we could only hear conservatively 40 percent of the dialogue because of the goddamn guitar it's true but he does yeah but but i know he says you've seen the gator
2: and the woman and i was like wait did you see that happen? If you saw that happen, you should know where they are. I'm th- like, there's only a couple of logic holes in this movie. I'm just trying to find them. Uh, <laughs> so, Reggie, uh, yeah, Reggie is like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll I, I saw, I saw them. I'll go find them for you. And he, he does find them and says, whoa, a talking alligator. To which Roller Gator says, whoa, a walking Nimrod. Jokes. This movie's got them. Uh,. <laughs> roller they then bring okay so then i expected okay now that they found roller gator they know where he is they know where pj is Uh oh there's gonna be a big chase right there's gonna be big he's gonna run away they're gonna try to catch him nope they arrange a business meeting
1: in what i can only describe as a porno director's casting couch oh man yeah like it's got like that shitty wood paneling you know (laughs) And a, a couch where thousands of dreams have died
2: yeah like I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I saw like Robert Evans on one side of the room there <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah it's a really creepy little room actually a lot of this movie <laughs> reminded me of a porno because the acting is on that level and, and it's it like, looks like it was shot through a glass of lake water it does and and there's like the corners are like darkened out for some yes, reason
1: yes the, the the lens hood in several shots is is semi visible <laughs> so
2: um and yeah and the situations are so contrived it's like it might as well be like hey i'm here with the pizza <laughs> yep <laughs> uh it it had real a talking cat vibes in that regard <laughs> Um, okay, where are we here? So they're going, they enter negotiations, uh, Roller, Roller Gator has some real big, uh, requests here before he's going to be his star performer.
1: He wants a jacuzzi,
2: uh, he, he wants, a jacuzzi, wants a red Ferrari, he wants, and this was disturbing, an all expenses paid trip for he and PJ to a dirty swamp, and I was like, he wants to fuck her in the swamp.
1: <laughs> That's... <laughs> Which is not a euphemism, it's just a no. location.
2: No, he just wants to go into a swamp and have intercourse with a human. Um, he also asks for cable TV and a free carnival pass. And, uh, you know, he's starting to waver here a little bit. Oh, free carnival pass. Okay, okay, okay. And then Roller Gator says, and, you know, the whole park's going to be built, a- built around me and named, me, after, and named me. after me. Huh. And that is just the last straw. And then, inexplicably, Chico starts
1: choking on his own tie? His tie got caught in the desk, because I think he takes the contract away and puts it so Gator can't sign it and yeah. get the park named after it. and when he, he shuts it, he, he slams his tie in the desk as well, which leads to this bit of hilarity. Oh, and, and dark, dark, dark hilarity,
2: because... PJ is just sitting there watching this man choking to death. This man, by the way, who hasn't really done anything really that evil so far, just just been in negotiations to have him be at uh, perform at his amusement park, and she's just sitting there watching him choke to death doing nothing about it to the point where they just get up and leave.
1: And Reggie's, like, hitting on her too, by the way. Oh yeah, and she—that's what prevents him from helping Uncle Chi-Chi or Mister Dennis to me.
2: Right, and then she tells him she would rather kiss goat cheese. Oh, you like that too? <laughs> Hilarity. <Yeah>. Does Reggie? <laughs> when Reggie eventually tries to save Chico, I, it looked like he was tightening the tie.
1: I think that was the joke. Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: when you because
1: <laughs> here, like, there's and there's no big grand getaway. PJ just. Grabs Gator and the book bag, and they just dip out. Gator and the book bag, by the way, my favorite <laughs> sitcom. <laughs> I
2: like to think. So wait, would that also would the book bag also talk in that show?
1: Well, I I I think the book the book bag is a plot contrivance. So the Gator's always in the book book bag, so you can hide the puppeteer. Okay, <laughs> I, it made me think at several points. There's times where PJ's like she's out in the in the world and standing up, with the book bag's on her back, and the Gator's talking. And I'm like, the puppeteer is, like, ass level, like, f- with his face and her butt. I, I hope, hope that the puppeteer was uh, respectful or her boyfriend.
2: Yes. <laughs> I-, I I sincerely hope that to be the case. But it was 1996. It was the 90s, and it, those
1: were some short shorts.
2: It was 1996. It was low budget, and she was wearing a sports bra for most of the movie. Yep uh that was a choice definitely made by the director um so at this point yeah they just leave there's no dramatic thing to it they just take off and pj takes roller gator back to her place well kind of it's a place where she's going to be moving in with her parents and there's no furniture yet um, she says, you know, her parents are arriving soon with the furniture. She just came into town early, uh, to stay with her aunt and just get a feel for the area. But, like, we can chill out here. And I'm like, okay, number one, either she's like a Jeffrey Dahmer s killer, or number two, <laughs> this is the sex scene coming up. <laughs> Cause she says, what do you want to do? And, and I was, sc- I got a little scared. And then she's like, you know, you want to play Parcheesi? Do you want to play Pogs? Pogs? Uh, which is even a, kind of dated in 1996 reference to make.
1: 96,
2: yeah. It's like an 80s thing, right? They, they
1: More... No, no. Pogs was a 90s thing. Early 90s, though, I think. Uh, yeah, like, well, I don't know, like 90... yeah, 92, 93, I suppose. I
2: suppose this could have been filmed in 1990, and we would never know. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> but he says, no, I don't want to play any games. I want to do impersonations. And I said, oh, boy, this should be fun. He's doing all the impersonations that that cuz since this is a, a movie directed at kids, he's doing all those impersonations that kids love. Like I love Lucy. Uh Ricky Ricardo from I Love Lucy. He does Terminator. Does he do Colonel Clink? At uh one
1: point? no, I actually have this noted as uh this is his uh prophetic John Travolta impression. Jolly good. Jolly jolly good. Jolly good. Right. Welcome to Hollywood. Yes. Roller Gator predicted the fanatic.
2: Which accent is better? <laughs> that's that's a question that will haunt mankind for all eternity.
1: <laughs> and then he, I think he ended it up with. Uh,
2: oh, he does a 1920s a, gangster.
1: He does a yeah. He does like a Edward G. Chain. Robinson. Yeah. yeah. Again, all the
2: kids, all the kids love Edward G. Robinson.
1: And then he, and then he finishes up with a with an Elvis impression.
2: Oh, and he also does which an impression. Is the only
1: one that he actually changes his voice for?
2: Right. He also does an impression of uh, an evil ninja, to which he says, "I'm an evil ninja." Haya, haya. <laughs> yes. Right. He does an impression of a character that we haven't heard speak yet.
1: <laughs> but they des- oh. she deserves uh, their uh, scorn and derision because she is the villain.
2: Uh, oh, the evil ninja. Yes. So evil course. ninja. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so after that painful uh, demo reel from the Roller Gator, uh, we cut to uh, Conrad Brooks in the movie playing the swamp farmer. <laughs> I don't know why he's in this movie or that character. <laughs> I, I, I I mean, they say why he is, but it still doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> he's just kind of looking all over the place for Roller Gator in the swamp. He, all, all of his inner thoughts are outer thoughts um, because he's by himself. And when you're... Not such a great maybe or experienced filmmaker. You tend to rely on a lot of people just speaking everything they're they're thinking.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Um, but we don't get much of that. We go back to the back to the main plot, I, I guess. And uh, <laughs> PJ gets stopped by some girl claiming to be a, a. Well, I guess she
1: says she's a karate instructor wearing a taekwondo headband. Yeah. Yeah. And also, okay. So,
2: but it's so, not the dark ninja,
1: which I was it's confused not, no, it's, about. It's it's not, and I was as well. I thought it was a ruse by the the you know the, that's her without her ninja gear on, because f- for the establishing shot, we get like a kids playground, and then she's walking through in like full like denim and stuff like that with nunchucks sticking out of her back. <laughs> yeah, through kids are playing. And she's just walking through their playground like, um, you know, Marshall Dillon. But instead of six shooters, she's got nunchucks.
2: And again, I can almost guarantee none of those children knew they were in a major motion picture.
1: (laughs) Right?
2: (laughs) They were like, what's the camera there? When are we going to Charles Entertainment Cheese? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, this girl is like, I'm here to steal Roller Gator for Chico. Uh, but Roller Gator is, charms her By calling her ugly
1: But hold on She does say what she's gonna do And she whips out her nunchucks And yeah. starts like doing nunchuckery I guess mm-hmm. And then she's just like First I'll do this And then she's like showing off those And then she just throws the nunchucks away Which is an infuriating thing That happens more than once in this movie <laughs> where Where people have weapons And they just toss them to the side
2: This, they're all about, they're all about fair fights in this movie,
1: (laughs) but he does, but he yeah, he calls her, well, first of all, he he
2: says, like, your face is ugly or something like that. He
1: says, okay, he's he's like, I I don't want to hurt anybody, and he says, oh, if you don't want to hurt anybody, you should put a bag over your face, (laughs) ha, 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 which I'm like, uh, unless you're making
2: the character an obvious, like, troll or goblin, that joke doesn't really work. Cause she, I mean, she's an attractive woman. She's a very
1: attractive woman. <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't understand that bit at all. Yeah, but anyway. much, uh,
1: much so later when she shows up in, like, her workout gear to do her mm-hmm. karate stuff or Taekwondo stuff because Taekwondo. And, which leads me uh, again to another movie where the martial art is misnamed and just given some... Just given the name karate,
2: yeah. Don't we don't have a we don't have a research budget?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just call it karate. They're kicking and they're fighting. It's karate. It's karate.
2: Wasn't yeah. <laughs> that a little bit of taekwondo? It's karate. Don't worry about it.
1: She's got a taekwondo head. It's karate. It's, it's karate. karate.
2: <laughs> Just like that movie where uh, that girl had to make out with her brother. It's karate. It's
1: like oh, and you know uh, she does reveal that the the evil black ninja was once her. One of her students.
2: Right. The ninja. She...
1: <laughs> the ninja who studied ninjutsu. Mm-hmm. But it's karate.
2: Yes. Correct. I don't see what the issue is here. <laughs> um, but in the scene, yeah, uh, this, this girl eventually says, like, you know, yeah, you know, you do seem pretty harmless. I mean, I heard, you know, Chico told me that Roller Gator put a bu- uh, attacked a bunch of people in the hospital.
1: Sent 15 people to the hospital is what right, she says. Right, right.
2: And she's like, "You can't. You're, you're not. Uh, you, you obviously couldn't have done that." And He's like, "Hey, I'm tough." And I'm like, "Dude, she just said she's not gonna take you. Just stick with the narrative. Like, <laughs> don't, don't pr- try to pretend you are that person."
1: Right. You can stop selling now.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she's like, "Okay, uh, I won't take him. I, I'll, I'll help you out. Uh, even though Chico promised me he would build a bunch of karate schools uh, in exchange for my help." Um, that but I I'll,
1: could teach karate at, but I clearly love Taekwondo.
2: Yeah, it's interchangeable. Everyone knows it's all the same, right? Uh, and the, but the all she also, I'm pretty sure she says she's going to help PJ uh, do some defensive training in Kung Fu. So I think there's three things here oh going God. on.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and Roller oh, Gator, yeah. of course, at one point refers to the Dark Ninja as the Dork Ninja because he's fucking hilarious.
1: Right, As you said before. Seven-year-olds wrote his lines, <laughs> right? And um, and thirteen-year-olds uh, were the cinematographers. Oh uh, anytime PJ Slingshot or the Taekwondo Karate Lady were on screen,
2: <laughs> oh, hundred percent. And and someone's uncle was on soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> So um, we cut to uh, Reggie talking to Chico, telling him, you know, I can't find that karate instructor that knows Taekwondo and teaches Kung Fu anymore. I don't know where she is. She's off the radar. So Chico, and, and meanwhile, Chico's on the phone with, I guess, his accountant, and he's arguing about, like, oh, I got to raise the ticket prices? I don't want to raise the ticket This is my park. Why do I have to raise the ticket prices? It's a very confusing
1: Well, he can't. he says he can't raise the ticket prices anymore because attendance is already down. Yeah, and then, and then why do we have to then hear his entire lunch order? I'm I'm guessing so that we can get past the sixty minute mark. <laughs> okay, and, he, and make it a feature film. And we get this stupid reoccurring joke about
2: how there's a hot dog shaped like Elvis, and I'm like, how, 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 how? how?
1: Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I if you said like, uh, I don't know funnel almost, cake. Yeah, waffle, cotton candy. Hell, I'll even give you candy apple.
2: Almost anything but a hot dog.
1: Yeah. Like, they don't come out misshapen. They're, they're, it's, 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 well, I not to be gross, but it's, it's, it's mushed up stuff that didn't make the cut as a, as a chop or ground beef put right. into a skin. Like they're 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 not they, hot dogs don't grow wild. Like when you hear about a potato shaped like Elvis Presley, it's because it grew that way. Right. The, there's very uh strict guidelines as to when, you know, when when a company makes hot dogs, they're like we have molds to make the hot dogs. We don't have a mold that's shaped like Elvis Presley.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And Most if do- they
1: did, that wouldn't be a hot dog. It would be a sausage patty. <laughs> Most
2: delicious rejected meat stick ever.
1: Yeah, what it it would it would it would sell. <laughs> okay.
2: Well we'll find out we'll find out about that later actually. The the <laughs> Elvis hot dog it's uh the Elvis hot dog, rather. Mm. Um, but the, now we cut back to uh, Roller Gator and PJ, and he's talking to her about some of the bands he enjoys, like Swamp Sucking Sally and the Salivators, oh the Mossy Fangs. He makes a joke about K-Rock Radio. Croc Radio. Get it? Get it? Holy fuck. It, this one, my note is, holy fuck, enough with the puns and the quips. I can't. I literally can't take it anymore.
1: Well, <laughs> luckily they gave you a break because next up we get Gator Rap. The birth of Gator Rap.
2: Oh please! Do you
1: do you, you remember in that time in the mid nineties when the when the Gator rap craze swept across the globe?
2: Oh, do I? I always wondered what movie started it, and now I know. Now you
1: know, huh?
2: and that's do half you? the battle.
1: GI <laughs> Joe.
2: Um, yeah, the
1: Gator rap. Well, do you know the Gator rap? Um, if I remember correctly, the Gator rap is boom ch boom boom tch. I'm a bad motor Gator kick your butt no sorry i'm a mean roller gator a bad motor gator try to catch me now i'll kick your butt later yeah
2: as brent would say bars
1: <laughs> Right. hopefully bars that serve heavy amounts of alcohol
2: Mark. oh man so uh, so he does Gator Wrap. Um, the Dark Ninja then appears out of nowhere, like a like a diamond cutter on on a skateboard, um, and yep. and is chasing uh PJ and Roller Gator while they're on rollerblades and she's on a skateboard. What in the world was this? This was the slowest
1: chase I've right? ever seen. Also, like you gotta take it into account PJ's on rollerblades now. Barring that she doesn't encounter um, a steep incline right. or uneven ground, she can easily get away from a, from a skateboarder. Yeah, I think the Dark Ninja would have a better chance just running. No, no. I mean, she, obviously she's going to need some sort of like... She needs to be propelled forward at a, at a rapid pace. A bike would be better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but a skateboard is, is definitely not the way to go.
2: I, I also like how PJ is is supposedly running away, but like I don't think they told her what the direction was for that scene because she's just kind of casually strolling on her rollerblades. She doesn't look particularly scared.
1: Right. If she was legitimately trying to escape, she would be pumping leg like crazy.
2: Yeah. But thankfully, we ha- we we neglected to mention, but there was a random passerby that awkwardly stopped and listened to that whole gator rap, oh and she God. she's also on rollerblades just behind the dark ninja, and she takes out a
1: slingshot and poof takes the dark ninja down. And that sound that 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 sound cue that Brendan just gave us is not an exaggeration. That no, was uh, that was pretty much all well the sound. Anytime she used a slingshot, was a boink. Yep. <laughs> Um, almost as funny um, as the axe strike from yes. Silent Rage.
2: <laughs> yes, almost. It's not quite there. <laughs> <Those>. <laughs> in the same realm. What a weird moment in that movie. Fuck. <laughs> um, so, so PJ thanks her for the help, and they have this amazing dialogue exchange, which goes Actually, like this. Yeah, this is Thank, their meet cute. Yeah. Thanks for your slingshot. Well, it's not the first time it's come in handy. (laughs) Oh, well, my name is PJ. Oh, I'm Slingshot. Uh, Slingshot, her name is Slingshot, is uh, very, uh, she's astounded by the ventriloquist act that PJ must be doing with this uh, talking alligator.
1: That's so fly,
2: she says. (laughs) She, her delivery is magical.
1: (laughs) Sure sure is, Neil. (laughs) Oh, my
2: God um but she uh she yeah she thinks it's it's a ventriloquist act and then finally she's like wait a second that is a real talking alligator <laughs> cut back to chico and reggie and reggie uh tells him you know appears that the karate taekwondo kung fu instructor has defected to which i noted news travels fast <laughs> right and but he has some good news is that there's a busload of nuns that have arrived to go look at the hot dog shaped like Elvis. What? Why? Why? I mean, maybe it was shaped like the Virgin Mary.
1: I don't understand that joke. Hey, you know what? Don't underestimate. I mean, if there's I mean if there's Southern Catholic nuns, they could be super into Elvis. And um if if uh Beavis and Butthead do America has taught us anything, uh, nuns are are cool with popular culture. <laughs>
2: I mean, I think a lot of movies have taught us that same lesson, <laughs> <laughs> including one we've covered on this show: the classic uh, "By Comparison," ready to rumble. Right? <laughs> they were the farting nuns. Um, so yeah, that—that's okay. So whatever. And then Reggie uh, tells that lame joke about you know cannibals. Why do cannibals not eat clowns? Because they taste funny. <laughs> and then we we linger. On Chico's reaction to that joke for what feels like 17 minutes. He's like saying it out loud, he's repeating the punchline. He's kind of like holding his head. And I'm like, are they waiting? Are they are they doing this for like the applause break? Did they think this is gonna be like a big (laughs) moment? We're waiting for the audience to die down. It's like we did test screenings and people would not relax after this great line. (laughs) And that's that's that entire scene. Nothing else of note happens um we go back to slingshot though and she brings uh our heroes to a swamp to hide uh but roller gator starts getting like all like QAnon paranoid he's like oh is she helping us what if she's in on the conspiracy what if she's up to no good what's going on Ah, croconon and he's like freaking out he doesn't say croconon <laughs> i made that up <laughs> But he's but he's freaking out, and they're trying to tell him to calm down. And uh and, and and PJ, you know, she tells Slingshot, "It's like, well, you know, up to this point, the Dark Ninja has always been on our tail. There's literally been one chase scene so far," and uh, and Slingshot is like, "I've got a plan. No one else around them for miles, but of course, they get into a group huddle.
1: Why? <laughs> you never know who's listening. That's it. That plays right into uh, uh, the." Uh, roller Gators crocking on conspiracies. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, no one's listening. You never know who's listening, PJ.
2: You never know who's listening because just around the corner, not far from where where they are, we go back to the swamp farmer uh, who's just still looking for him, talking out loud, yelling his name again. <laughs> there's, I don't know why this scene is in the movie, <laughs> but it just happens and then it ends. <laughs> <laughs> We, uh, we go back to, um, uh, so Slingshot's just hanging around. Slingshot's got the backpack right now, we should know, which is weird. Yes. We don't see PJ anywhere. Um, but now some girl arrives and she's, like, claiming to be PJ's friend. She's like, listen, I just got a message from PJ that she needed help. Also, you look tired. Should I, like, hold your backpack for you so you can relax for a bit? And <laughs> I said, surely this is not a ruse of some sort. Um... And of course it is. <laughs> She's the dark ninja, and she takes the bag and immediately skateboards away. But then, oh lo and behold, she opens the bag and it's just a bunch of vegetables. And, and she th- hates vegetables. She hates vegetables. That you know what I will say. Positive message for kids making the villain hate vegetables. Good. good I, I actually,
1: ya. it was it was before she mysteriously poofed into her ninja gear oh that was great boarded away (laughs) i wrote why is this math teacher looking for pj (laughs) because she looked like a middle school math teacher
2: yeah and she just shows up like just walks out of like thin air almost like every character when they enter the movie it just looks like they're awkwardly (laughs) standing there okay so what was their okay this is Big question here. So it turns out she's got the bag, it's full of vegetables. She hates vegetables. PJ's really got Roller Gator with her slingshot. That was just a that was just a ruse. What was their plan? That they were gonna wait for someone to come along, pretend to be the ninja, hand off a fake book bag, and then PJ gets away with the real one? Like so they just predicted all of that was gonna happen?
1: That's pretty much all well it. I mean, you've got it, Brendan. Oh, Jesus Christ. So there's no, there's, no, there's going to be no section at the end of that where you're going to have to ask any questions about this movie. They're
2: like, it's looking like it. Yeah. Um, Actually, that's, that's on you, man. You got to ask. Oh, music. it is. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what you're going to, I don't know what, what you can even, uh, well, you, you're, you've answered all the questions. So, <laughs> so yeah, anyway. I've seen
1: this movie the most between the two of us. You have. Uh... <laughs> I, I want to say I've concerned conservatively I've seen this movie ten times but only one time without a riff track
2: oh Jesus
1: it's the riff tracks is hilarious
2: I mean I don't doubt it um (laughs) So, yeah, the plan, it doesn't really make sense. But anyway, whatever. Fuck this movie. So <laughs> then, um, shortly afterwards, we get a real point of contention for me that I, I find it hard to care about our, our heroes at this point. Because Roller Gator is getting really, like, uncomfortable. And he's like, I'm tired of being in the book bag. And they see a mother who, first of all, is on rollerblades uh, walking a baby <laughs> carriage. <laughs> Sorry, I, don't know. I remember this scene. I don't know about you, but I don't think
1: I've ever seen that. It's probably, and as someone who's never lived in California, it's the most California thing I've ever seen. It just didn't it's, even it's, see- it's a mom on rollerblades, rollerblading the, the baby in the pram through the LA River Spillway.
2: Yes. And they steal the carriage when she takes the baby out of it and put roller gator in it and i'm like you just stole a mother's stroller yeah.
1: that is
2: low <laughs> and then the worst part is he's in there roller they gator's don't in even there. keep it yeah that's the thing the worst part is roller gator's in there and he's being a dick and pj's like well that's it you're not gonna be in the, You're back putting you back in the back backpack in the book bag. and they abandon the stroller it's like she committed theft, guys. She did to an innocent rollerblading mother in California.
1: <laughs> in California in the nineties. Ugh. So, um, uh, weird. Uh, okay. Oh, speak- that's weird. The next scene will be a delight as we cut back to Mr. Dennis's office. Oh, uh, do tell. What could possibly be weird about this next scene? I, yeah, I, I didn't. I thought it was a battle toad? It's a frog. It could have been a goomba from the Super Mario Brothers live action movie. Oh, you them. mean
2: you mean the the character that Chico is having a very casual conversation with about how he can't he he has to fire him. He has to let him go.
1: Right, because apparently he's been pretending, he's been telling all the women of the Midway, uh the bearded lady, the Siamese twins, the a strong lady, and I think there was another lady that if they kissed him, he'd turn into a prince. Now, we can only take Mr. Dennis's word on this because they couldn't mic or ADR the giant frogman. I couldn't hear a goddamn word he said. And also, I was. And that's what I mean. You can't be doing that.
2: And and that's not even that's not even a bit. He literally was trying to talk and no one mic'd him.
1: Yeah. Also, or, or bothered to do ADR.
2: I was really confused by like, at first I was like, wait, is it supposed to be a giant frog or is it supposed to be a man in a frog costume? Because if it's a man in a frog costume, that raises so many other questions. That like, wait, so that looks like a costume, but Roller Gator is clearly a
1: real talking alligator. And if he's if this is supposed to be a real frogman who can walk around and talk and is voluntarily at uh, Mr. Dennis's Kidland amusement park, why the hell does he need roller gator? Right.
2: I don't know. You have a giant talking frogman. I It don't looks think... like
1: something straight out of like Final Fantasy or another like role playing game.
2: Oh, you know what? I know why. I figured it out, Nathan. The the roller gator is
1: purple. So that that's the And that's that's the most unbelievable part, right? That's that's why people are like, Whoa, you're not gonna believe your eyes. He's got a purple talking gator. The talking part's not super unbelievable, but he's purple. What about that talking frog over there? Nah, he's green. He's green. What an asshole. Get out of here. (laughs) What an asshole. (laughs)
2: Oh man, so yeah, that scene goes by. It doesn't make any sense, of course, as every scene in this movie. Um, we we see the swamp farmer. Oh, he's made his way to the city now. He's getting close. I kept thinking, like, is the Beauregard
1: swamp far- the swamp farmer? We find is, out. Is
2: that his name?
1: His name Beauregard. Yes, to his friends.
2: I really thought the swamp farmer was gonna end up being the main villain. By the end of the movie, I thought he was gonna end up trying to kill roller Gator. <laughs> Uh, but the swamp farmers in the in the city now. Um, Beauregard, uh, Roller Gator does some more raps. Nathan, uh, do you have any of these raps written down?
1: I don't because this was his this was his new one.
2: Oh, his his hot his new he's, hotness. He's,
1: he's talking about like the the swamp and the flies and things like that, and I didn't yeah. I didn't copy that down because I was I was trying already to drink myself into oblivion at this point.
2: Well you also told me that you're you're more of a fan of like his old stuff. You feel like he sold out a little bit later in life, right?
1: Yeah, well that's just it. Like once you start getting radio play and and you obviously you're gonna he's compromised his artistic integrity. Yeah. Like back when he was a, a mean motor gator and if I tried to catch him now he'd kick my butt later. I knew then he was a, a true gator of the streets. Right. Right. And then, you know, when he he, he gets this thing here that he's put out where he's talking about uh, the love of the swamp and the flies and the grime, it's like, you know what, that's, I mean, you're just posturing at that point. Don't, 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 don't don't spit on my shoe and tell me it's raining. Okay, Roller Gator, putting you on blast here. I also feel
2: that, like, it was weird. He did all that work. He did all that work with those children's charities, and then that story leaked about him stealing a, a, a stroller just because he had a sore back. I mean, come on.
1: I'm just... You know what? Here's the thing. At that point, though, I feel like he was making enough money that he didn't have to steal the stroller. That's that's the real crime of it. Like, if people were like... If he was... You know, back when he was a mean motor gator, and if you tried to catch him now, he'd kick your butt later. He didn't have a dime. Right. So, I mean, he'd have to steal a a baby stroller if his back was hurting. But by the time that thing's a hit, I mean, he's already a worldwide sensation. Mm -hmm. I mean... You know uh, ladies want him, men want to be him, he's got money coming out the cloaca. He can afford a stroller, but he steals one because he's that entitled.
2: It's it. it it's, it's
1: it's sad when you're yeah. when your heroes fall like that.
2: It, he's truly the Winona rider of the Gator Rap world.
1: Well you know up until that, I was actually a big rap and hip-hop guy until this happened. And as soon as I heard about it, I took just a hard left. And I'm like, you know what? Punk rock all the way. Right. I'm not going to be duped again uh, by some bad motor gator who says he's going to, if I catch him now, he's going to kick my butt later. And then he writes some stupid song about the grit of the swamp and the love. that he steals a, a pram from a, a lady who, who's just rollerblading her kid through the LA River spillway as you, know, you do as, she, as you do in in 1996 Los Angeles and yeah. he just steals it like she like she could she could just go buy another one i'm not going to use my millions of dollars to buy a pram no 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 i'm going to steal hers and you know what she was probably some working mom single cuz it was the 90s in LA and you know teen pregnancy was rampant at the time so she, she's probably like just, just struggling to get by just trying to make mp in la one of the most expensive cities in the, in america to live in at the time still is and he steals her baby carriage and that's why i became a punk rocker
2: Wow, I can't believe it took us this long to hear your origin story about how you got into punk rock. But there it is, folks.
1: There, is? there I, it is. I'm, I, was, I was thoroughly let down uh, by my hip-hop hero, Roller Gator.
2: <laughs> As were we all.
1: You can ask uh, so, Brent. He's probably he probably feels the same. And the only reason why he stuck with hip hop is because he he had a much bigger back catalog that he loved before he found out about right. Roller Gator. And then once he found out about Roller Gator, he realized that he was just a sucker MC, as they, uh, called they him used sire. to call. What's that?
2: They called him sire, I believe. Oh, did they? They well, Brent also told me that he's not going to stop uh, Rock until he retires.
1: Well, I mean, that's. <laughs> But I mean, he. But after after the, the whole baby carriage incident, he might as well just have. Yeah. Because I mean, nobody took. He couldn't. He, man, the guy couldn't draw flies. Everybody knew that he was he he was a sellout.
2: Guys, it's a vanity project. This movie's a vanity project. That's the twist here. He was um, just
1: trying to get his career back on track, but everybody by by then it was too late.
2: It was too late. Straight to video.
1: Yeah. The only the only <sighs> real crime is that this didn't do the same numbers. Uh, as as cool as Ice did,
2: right, right. Yeah. That was a that was boffo at the box office. Yeah, yeah. So anyway,
1: <laughs> but the secret there is Vanilla Ice didn't steal a baby carriage because his nope. back was hurting him.
2: Nope, he did a he did a much better thing. He performed at Mar-a-Lago <laughs> on New Year's Eve <laughs> and said, "This isn't a political statement." Okay, <laughs> I just need the money. Yeah. Well, that part I probably believe. So back to Roller Gator. Um, at, at this point, he's talking about his uh, his comic books and his swamp friends. And says, you know, PJ, we should stay in contact long after this is over. Basically, like, do you want to do you want to be fuck buddies? Um, at that exact moment, though, the Dark Ninja is back. She swoops in and takes Roller Gator. But the Karate Instructor shows up and challenges her to a fight. And instead of just running off with her now prized possession. Uh, the Dark Ninja puts Roller Gator back on the ground and gets gingerly. ready to fight. Just oh, gingerly. Gently puts him down. Yep, and gets ready to fight uh, the, the karate instructor <laughs> in what has to be the worst fight scene I have ever seen.
1: It's like... It's like they found two somewhat talented ladies at a local karate school and said, you know what, the, the katas that you've been practicing... You're just going to do those. Right. You're not actually going to co- co- actually strike each other. In fact, we're going to give you weapons, but then you're going to immediately throw them away. Mm-hmm. And then you're just going to do your katas while this other girl picks up a a, a rubber puppet alligator that's purple and, and rollerblades away. Don't interrupt me. I'm telling you exactly what's going on in this movie. Just do your katas. And, and, and the lady uh with the with the backpack and the purple alligator is just going to rollerblade away stop raising your hands
2: <laughs> yeah that's that that was that was an audio clip from the rehearsals actually <laughs> uh thank you for for for, uh, for researching that um so they yeah they have their they have their fight and, and I mean the the best fight scenes to me are ones where uh, the cameraman is standing directly behind uh, one of the fighters and you could barely see the other person just over their shoulder I think those are always the best way to the oh best way to shoot and a then, fight then it scene.
1: ends with like a, a with an unintentional homage to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. As, as the, the, the Dark Ninja runs away, the Karate Instructor Lady runs after her, swinging her nunchucks in the air above her head, just like Leatherface did with the chainsaw.
2: Oh, this is true. And she also runs away because Slingshot saves the day again. Well, oh, it, yeah. Interference, by the way. Interference. That's a DQ. Uh, so they that pretty, si- pretty simply get rid of the Dark Ninja. And we think... Uh, and at this point, uh, Beauregard, the swamp farmer, shows up, and he's like, well, time to take Roller Gator back. And I'm like, cool, man, whatever. <laughs> he, he waves waves goodbye. And it to- gets dark super fast. It does. And by the way, uh, this goodbye scene reminded me of that scene in Faithful Findings, F- Findings when the kids are <laughs> waving at each other because it goes on for so long. And then it ends with a silhouette shot. Of, of the Swamp Farmer and Roller Gator, like it's the fucking cover of Hamburger Hill or something. Like, Yep. <laughs> and we think it's over. There's a Roller Gator theme song. The credits start coming up. They're, one of the credits is for, like, Sweet Gator Mama or something like that. Roller- but that's
1: the thing. Like, if, if you watch, if you're watching it on, on YouTube, and this is, I think, the free one that's on YouTube is from... Uh, the 2008
2: oh okay I paid 64.99 for my copy
1: well I mean money well spent yes uh, you can actually see the difference in the clarity of the fonts they tried to make them look like it's the same font but the the stuff that was added later is much clearer it doesn't have that again like I said shot through a glass of lake water fuzz mm. over it. And you don't get too much time to think about that because then you just get, you know, uh, Swamp Farmer and Baby Gator communing and, and talking about how, you know, Mr. Dennis wasn't that bad a guy. He just he just violated the code of the swamp and that apparently unleashes some sort of, like, Romani curse upon Mr. Dennis.
2: It, it's, it, by the way, if you were wondering if we skipped over something introduced in that, nope. It's introduced nope. during the credits and pays off. Three seconds later,
1: where where Mister Dennis's head is turned into a giant uh, gator head that is poorly mic'd, right? And then and then, he, and then get, he eats Randy. He eats Reggie, but um, Reggie, let,
2: let's let's just make sure we note that Reggie gets it. It's the actor makes sure his head is as close to him as possible, and then Joe Esteves clearly uses his hands to like chomp down, like move his mouth up and down on Reggie's yeah. head. <laughs> Uh, and then at the end, as if uh, as if a horrifying uh, <laughs> demon has appeared before us, pointing us to a dark, uh, a fate darker than anything we could imagine. The title card appears. Watch for Roller Gator Two.
1: And I'll tell you what. Don't ever stop watching for Roller Gator Two, because Hobgoblins Two got made.
2: Oh dear. So oh, don't it,
1: count don't count Baby Gator out.
2: Is it one of those like ironic ha 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 sequels like they did with uh, Samurai Ninja samurai or, whatever. Prob- or Samurai I, Cop? It probably I think
1: yeah. it is. I haven't seen Hobgoblins too, yeah. but I think the reason why it got made is because it got all the attention through Mystery Science Theater.
2: See, I'm not a big fan of that those kinds of sequels. Like it's like you you're in on the
1: joke too much. I don't want like and that's and well and that's just it too. Like I mean, especially with Hobgoblins, the when they made that. You know, yeah, they're it's goofy, but they're doing it in earnest.
2: Yeah, it's like well, it's like that's why I don't ever really want to watch like Birdemic too, because I know that they're they're it's more like, aware. Oh yeah,
1: James Nguyen knows what he did wrong. He's and just going to lean harder into it. Yeah, now he's
2: trying to be funny, and it's just it's not as funny. I,
1: I mean, at least Neil Breen thinks he's doing
2: something well, great. Neil, if he doesn't, then he's the greatest performer in the world. <laughs> By the way, his new movie is coming out soon. I'm so excited. (laughs) Um, But anyway, that's Roller Gator. Uh, Roller Gator 2 coming soon. Watch out for it. Uh, Nathan, as we come to the end, I have to ask you, uh, is this movie worth a watch? A drunk watch with friends. Would you attempt head trauma to forget it or avoid it like the plague?
1: Okay, I have two ratings for this. Okay. For this one, the one that we watched, no riffs, uh, I would absolutely attempt head trauma to forget it, but the Riff Tracks version is absolutely worth a watch because uh, the guys they 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 elevate it with their quipping to such a degree that it it still kind of hurts to watch it, but because they're just giving it the gears as hard as they can, it. It makes it enjoyable.
2: That's fair. That is fair. Yeah. Um, having only seen this version, I can safely say I would avoid this like the plague. It <laughs> it it was a, fun to talk about. It is not fun to watch. It is a slog. Um, it, it, it is it is eighty one minutes and feels like eight hundred and one
1: minutes. <laughs> 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 it's. It's, one of it's the worst not easy to I've, get through no it's one of the
2: worst <laughs> things i've seen um not the worst loquisha you still hold that title but it's one of the worst um all right well on that note uh we will take a brief break and uh listen to some ads and we will be right back what
0: were they
2: NPR bot, please take us into NPR mode.
1: Doot, 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 doot.
2: Rub Santa and lotion on
1: your fanny.
2: Wow. Very, uh, very offensive. Uh, does NPR especially, bot know what that is? Especially
1: to our, our British uh, mm. listeners. I know exactly what it means, bitches. Oh, God. NPR bot.
2: Uh well let's try to get the 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 bad taste of that out of uh, out of the air here.
1: Uh, Nathan it's time for the low haiku. Uh,
2: what is the low haiku all about?
1: Uh, the low haiku is uh, seventeen perfect syllables uh, to uh, describe the movie that we've just been talking about for a little over an hour. Right, exactly.
2: Uh, and uh, would you like to uh, start us off with your uh
1: low haiku? I would absolutely be delighted to. <clears throat> Raps real criminal, he shot Biggie and Tupac. Mean motor gator. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, and please, Brendan. Uh, yes. Uh, do uh, delight us with your low IQ. Okay. Okay
2: um just uh, a fair warning this took me a long time to conceptualize and get into writing it is uh, there's a lot of layers going on here okay okay do 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 do
1: very very good i see what you you did there you you, you, uh, you verbalized the uh uh, the riff that is repeated several times throughout the movie. Mm. Constantly, ad nauseum, some would say.
2: I I hope all would say. Mm. I hope. Uh, NPR bot, please take
1: us out. Get me that weenie shaped like Elvis Presley.
2: I mean, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Uh, Milosh, any 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 luck? Did, did you were you did you go with the nuns? Oh, you must have gone with the nuns because Mother Superior must have been driving that bus.
1: Oh, she she really she she did like the 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 weenie shaped like Elvis. Um, and she tried to contort mine to make it look like Elvis as well. I asked her to stop at sideburns. She did not.
2: If you ask me, it looked more like the Big Bopper.
1: Oh. That's a great name for it, sweetie.
2: Now get over here, you sexy man.
1: I'm coming, more ways than one.
2: Oh, God. Gross. Sacrilicious. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we, ta- we talked about this movie. We uh, we, we gave our kind of take on this. I don't think anyone else is going to differentiate too much, but I've been wrong before in the past. But, uh, Nathan, what's our little saying we have around these parts?
1: Well, this little thing that we like to say around here is... Don't take a word for
2: it! That's right. That's what we say. We say don't take our word for it. Uh, Problem is, uh, we don't have a whole lot going on at Rotten Tomatoes. But, uh, Nathan, I understand you're over at the Internet Movie Database... I uh, am an IMDBA. Yeah, yeah. So uh, why don't you... I mean, these are all going to be audience reviews, folks. <laughs> so tell tell us tell us what the people are saying over at the IMDBA.
1: Well, over at the IMDBA, uh, first of all, uh, it does not have a very high rating. What? Um, it is... Let's see. Trying to get this. Uh, out of 10... Oh, I'm guessing a, a one... Oh. <laughs> go ahead. 1.3? 1.3 Exactamundo. Wow. Wow. And, uh, but if you did like this, or as IMDB likes to say, more like this, uh, you could watch Baby Ghost, which I believe is directed by the same director, Fun in Balloonland, which is an episode of Rift Tracks, so is Baby Ghost, so is Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny, which they recommend, To Catch a Yeti, starring Meatloaf, but also a, 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 an episode of <laughs> Rift Tracks, A Talking Cat hillbillies in the haunted house robot in the family and merlin the return i've heard of robot 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 in the family family. is the only one that's not on Rift tracks
2: that is that is the one movie that pops up on this uh podcast i listen to the flop house where elliot keeps saying it's the worst movie i've ever seen (laughs) (laughs) um wow what a collection of uh classic cinema (laughs) <laughs> oh i guess i should start i guess yes you know, please please tradition. do well i well nathan i'm over at uh over at the letterbox uh the letterboxed, as it were uh and and uh, i mean i guess so i'll let you guess i'll let you guess what it has as a rating out of five. Oh, These are all user ratings can you give zeros over at the letterbox you can go under one but i've never seen like an absolute zero because the okay, lowest rating I'm, you can give is half, so I don't think it could get to zero.
1: am going gonna say half then. One point three on letterbox as well. Okay. And that's why right. I guessed one point three. Just some <laughs> consistency between the IMDb and, and letterbox.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although this one's out of five, so they, they actually think it's two point six on IMDB. That would be the oh, okay. translation there. Um Yeah, but let's let's take a look here. Let's see. What the people are saying. Uh, I'm sure uh, these are going to be very genuine uh, reviews. Um, Okay. This review comes from Robert, and he gives it five stars. This is like a really bad Scott the Waz skit directed by not Jim Henson. This is the movie ever. (laughs) I think he missed a word there.
1: Okay. He clearly did. Uh, This is the movie ever. Okay. Uh, well, over on Imdaba, uh, Mahorg 2018. Wow. Uh, wrote in December of 2019, oh boy, howdy, get ready for what's coming your way. Okay. How did anyone, anywhere on this entire planet find this piece of unfunny, badly directed, terribly acted, and I won't even mention the gator unspecial effect, think this needed to be made? Just terrible from beginning to end. And when I read the director's quote unquote credits, he also did the Rollerblade 7, which I ridiculously rented from a mom and pops years ago and have regretted ever since. From the talking quote unquote Gator's horribly annoying voice to the non emoting of PJ, who only has two credits on IMDb, to the rest of the nonable. To the cast, uh, sorry, non able to act cast, this is just one horrible film. The absolute only way to watch this riff tracks, which at least makes it funny. All right.
2: Uh, I have one that's a little bit shorter than that, uh, but it made me laugh. It's just a one line review uh, from Brody G, who also gives it a full five stars. And his review simply reads. Directed by Francis Ford Coppola.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, well, my next one is from Jeffrey Gunn, and I can uh, I can only assume that is um, James Gunn's cousin. All right. And he writes should be a zero. Only because IMDb doesn't allow a zero-star rating does this get a star. I imagine this movie was made with the idea that it would somehow catch on as a cult classic and sell some Betamax uh, VHS copies. One out of ten. And the other one previously was one out of ten as well. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. Uh well it looks like
2: I'm just gonna be the positive one here. Uh this is another uh positive review. This is a four and a half stars, so not quite five. Uh but it starts off strong. I would die for Roller Gator. Every, everything <laughs> Wow <laughs> Everything a movie needs, breathtaking cinematography, well developed characters, witty dialogue, commentary on capitalism and exploitation, a memorable score. A heartwarming friendship between human and gator, scary ninjas, karate instructors that wear taekwondo hats, rapping alligators, and so much more. That's by uh, Roxy.
1: Roller. <laughs> uh, okay, well, um, Tokyo Gairu. Oh, they used to wrote... Tokyo
2: Drift. I was like, a movie reviews movies now?
1: Well, I mean, if, if any of the Fast and the Furious movies could, it would be Tokyo Drift. Oh, it
2: would be Tokyo Drift. God.
1: Uh, they write, uh, titled, Negative Ten Stars. Oh. Or if I could do it in the uh, the Botchamania, Negative Ten Stars! There you go. This isn't a movie that can muster even ironic enjoyment. This was clearly made to launder some dirty money. <laughs> there is nothing else that I would believe. I could only make a part of it way through, and that was with riff, riff tracks. I have seen a lot of bad movies, but this one is the worst. It makes Bird Demic look like The Birds. Wow! I think the Alfred Hitchcock movie, The Birds. Y- yes, <laughs> I think so. <laughs>
2: um, okay, well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna read my last one here, and it's, again, it's also a glowing four and a half star review. Uh, from Humdinger sixty nine, <laughs> <He> just <laughs> part. The, the first part is a quote uh, from the movie. Wherever it's damp and stinky, wherever it's green and icky, where the bugs and slime have a great time, why, that's a little bit of home to me. And then underneath it reads, Gaspar no would be proud. <laughs>
1: That's the other rap, I think, actually. Yeah.
2: yeah, the director of Irreversible <laughs> is constantly talking about roller gator.
1: All right. Well, my last one, I is, I think it's an ironically titled review, uh, but it's from Robin, and Robin is spelled with a with a one instead of an i. Oh shit. And uh in in 2015, they wrote, they titled this Some Films Are a Must See. And they write, There are some films made that are must-see cinema. Some fabulous storytelling through superb acting, talented direction, to stunning cinematography. Sadly, Roller Gator isn't on of them. I think they meant one, but on of them. If there was ever a film made not to be seen, then Roller Gator meets all the criteria and more. It's appalling. Word, words almost fail me there are no redeeming features whatsoever in the film there are some parts that beggar belief from the alligator himself through a to a painfully lame martial arts display oh yes i forgot the soundtrack endless strumming away boo i think they mean by someone undoubtedly a friend of the filmmakers who did it as a favor in return for for a credit listing. What a dreadful racket. I was almost reduced to tears begging this film to end. By comparison, Hobgoblins is the work of a master, and that was what I would have said previously uh, the worst film I'd ever had the misfortune to see was. It's hard to forget this film. I will remember when and where I was when I saw it, It is etched into my consciousness, and not in a good way. If you like really bad films, then this is one for you. But be warned, this film is worse than you imagined. It could be no matter how many reviews you read, how awful the comments here are about it, and how based on your previous film history you think it could be. I think they mean it, but it could be. It's worse than that. No amount of alcohol or other substance is going to approve on it either, and I beg to differ. <laughs> one in a ten. Wow. Wow, yep. wow, wow, wow. Nathan,
2: I know I said that was my last one, but I just saw one and I Oh, to, you bastard! I have to read it. If you got another one, you can, but I, I saw okay. this and I just absolutely couldn't skip it. It's very quick. It's a, a review written by Jeffrey, uh, and he gives it uh, half a star. Boy, if this is Jeffrey Dahmer, this is a strange review for him to write. But he just gives it half a star. And he says, in case you were worried, yes, it passes the Bechdel test.
1: (laughs) Wait, does Baby Gator count as a male person that they would talk about? Because I don't know if it does.
2: No, because there are scenes where the girls are talking to each other and they're just talking about like no, yeah, because there's a scene where that ninja shows up and she's like, "I'm a friend of blah blah blah. Do you know where she is? Oh, I don't know where she is. She left me okay. here. So, so technically,
1: it passes, the, it Bechdel passes test. the Bechdel test. All right, I'll give it to you.
2: Now I need to hear uh, an episode of the Bechdel podcast about roller gator. <laughs>
1: Okay. Well, my last quick one yes. is uh, from Six Who's, uh, written October fifth, twenty twenty, is simply titled "Why," and they write, "Why does this movie exist? And why did I watch it? Well, to be fair, I watched the riff tracks version, which is funny, but otherwise, it's an unmitigated disaster. I love that saying." which would have been better produced, directed and acted by kindergartners. One out of 10. I
2: think it was made by
1: kindergartners. <laughs> well, the dialogue at the very least, right?
2: Well, that was wonderful. Um, great reviews by some great people, but now we need to move on. We need to uh, talk about, and I know this is a wild concept to uh, even think about, but there are movies out there that are potentially better than Roller Gator. Um and we need to talk about them briefly. It's the dance sensation that's sweeping the nation. It's the what you watching, bud? What you watching, bud? I don't know what you watching, bud. I'll tell you so. Do
1: do 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 do.
2: So Nathan, I will ask you. Uh,
1: uh, what you what you watching, bud? Ah, uh, well. Uh, as of their recording, I have actually started my uh, Christmas viewing of the. <sighs> It's, it's a, I, guess, I was going to say triumphery, but it's more of a qu- quadrology, quadrumphory. Qu- quadrology? Uh, and that's not, a, that's not a, no, no, because there's more movies in it than that. Wow. But it, it, it is this time of year uh, that I start uh, watching, you know, I, I when we're recording, I, I started watching like the uh, the Christmas send-ups by uh, Mystery Science Theater, Riff Tracks, uh, Elvira, and Cinematic Titanic. So, like, I've been watching a lot of Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, Santa Claus and the Ice Cream Bunny. Basically, I've been watching Christmas classics that only I consider classic. <laughs> okay.
2: Well, I mean, uh, made better, of course, by the commentary.
1: Yes. A, a thousand <laughs> times better.
2: <laughs> and what about you, bud? What you watching? Well, I watched something that uh, couldn't possibly be more different from roller gator but interestingly enough also has an animal in its title um i watched a movie called the lobster uh this is not about a talking or rock. rapping lobster rock <laughs> nope it's not about it's not based on the b-52s either uh, this is a, this is a movie uh starring colin farrell uh, directed by Yorgos Lanthimos, who you may know, uh, uh, some of you may know as the director of movies like The Favorite, Killing of a Sacred Deer, and Dogtooth, all very upbeat, uplifting movies. Um, this is a, a movie where it's like a futuristic society kind of, where um, basically the rule of society is everyone has to be in a couple. So everyone has to be in a relationship, everyone has to be married. Um, and if you're so not- high school. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're if you're single like if your partner dies or if you break up, you're sent to a facility with other single people and if you do not find someone within 45 days and match, you are turned into an animal. That you would have chosen, um, when you were first arrived at the facility. So of course, the title, The Lobster, first to Colin Farrell, who, uh, decides that the, uh, when he arrives there, that if he does not find love, he will uh, turn into a, He will become a lobster. Um, it's actually a really interesting like breakdown and critique of like, you know, the the weird norms surrounding relationships. Um, everything mm-hmm. is so scientific in the movie. So like, for example. They're so desperate to find a partner because you. I mean, you don't want to become a weird animal for the rest of your life. Uh, so at some point, there's a girl who uh, just like one of her traits is she just keeps getting bloody noses. So this guy, in order to convince uh, the facility that uh, they sh- they could be matched, is he every time before he sees her, he bashes his face against a table uh, to give himself a bloody nose. It's all very like it's it's so superficial like it, it the way they handle the idea of relationships in the movie which is like you know i think it's a pretty good commentary on relationships in general sometimes okay um but yeah so the st- stuff like that and then it, it just takes it takes a few turns um it get it there are parts that are uh, disturbing there are parts that are kind of graphic uh but it is a, a very good movie and it it's a movie. I think if a movie can make you laugh your ass off intentionally, and then five minutes later make you uh, react with "Dear Jesus," I think <laughs> uh, I think that's an accomplishment.
1: That is, yeah, all right. So all right, I, I will with
2: that. give a hearty recommendation to the lobster.
1: Uh, yeah.
2: But there you go. That's what we're watching. Uh, but. Uh, Nathan, is your, is your friend Montrose Monkington there to say a few things? I'm sure he has words about this gator character.
1: He does, actually. If you just... Uh, moment, I will get him. Okay. Hello! It's your good friend Montrose Monkington third here. And I would just like to say uh, at least my arms are articulated and my head moves, unlike the purple dinosaur-looking alligator in this damned movie. But I digress. Uh, I I invite all of you to head on over to my YouTube channel, Montrose Monkington TV. Uh, You can use the YouTube handle, at Montrose the Third. That's the number three RD, uh, if you wish to. Uh, There, I have been talking about the Graps. However, I have recently acquired a Fight Plus subscription. So the Graps that I will be talking about, uh, more along the lines... Of, of gcw and black label pro uh, as opposed to say wwe but i i i think i i think it will actually make for a more animated uh discussion uh with whoever is is uh, reviewing the shows with me uh, you, you could also be friends with me at the the facebook group montrose monking then the third esquire and friends and finally, uh, you can tweet at me uh, uh, on your Twitter devices at that old chestnut, at Montrose the Third. Again, that's the number three RD. Thank you. More later. <laughs> yeah.
2: And make sure you tweet at Montrose uh quick, folks, because that Twitter thing doesn't look like it's gonna last too much longer.
1: It's it's not looking good <laughs> for the company as a whole. No, it's, it's not, not.
2: It's almost like uh it's almost like a person that knew nothing about how to run Twitter shouldn't have bought it in the first place. Weird. Or just
1: it's, it's social media in general. Yeah, I mean Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I could have done a better job.
2: I, I'm I'm sure you could have. I mean, already proven to be a much better person than Elon Musk.
1: I just would have taken it over and said, stay the course. Right. <laughs>
2: keep keep doing what we're doing. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, maybe less hate groups. <laughs> that's good. That's a good direction.
1: That's It might have been one of the steps I would have taken. Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Montrose. You're welcome. Uh, you can also find us all over the place. We are on all the podcast apps. Our home base is Age of Radio. Nighttime. You can go to ageofradio.org slash what were they thinking? You can check us out on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. Check us out on Redbubble T Public. Just search for us there. Uh, patreon.com slash WWTT Podcast. Lots of bonus episodes, early access to, sh- to stuff. Early access to shit just sounds like we were giving out feces. Um,
1: I was like, why did you just suddenly, be like, oh, I don't, don't want to swear. I better hold that back.
2: I know it wasn't even a swearing thing. I just it just sounded like I was telling them they could get early poop. access to shit. <laughs> poop, poop from us early. <laughs> you don't want to get pooped too early. You got to let it, you know, solidify. Um, you but anyway. Do you have to?
1: Do you have to? I mean, it's. Do you it's, have to let it linger? I, fuck.
2: <laughs> but uh yeah so we we did roller gator we talked about it it's done 250 episodes man uh we're about to take Oof, we're about to take man. a a much deserved break here uh there'll be some stuff on the feed i think you'll get um our um our episode that we did on the live stream uh you'll get that uh and you'll also probably get something from the from the patreon thing just to tease um, to get you to to get you to you know give us money, um,
1: but yeah, I don't t- want to put it so crass as that. So I like you, to be honest with, be with the people to support the show.
2: I like to be honest with the people.
1: There's the truth, and the truth.
2: Nathan, like you a you Mega Simpsons reference. As I was gonna say, you pulled a Mariah too, doing physical jokes on.
1: <laughs> uh, that's why I did the inflection in the voice. I knew it wouldn't come oh, across. Okay.
2: So yeah, I'll to get, I'll give Mariah those notes. Um, (laughs) but yes, so we've reached the end, uh, Nathan, 250 episodes, Roller Gator, do you have any questions at all?
1: Oh man. Okay. So uh, with a movie, the guy who directed it also directed Hell Comes to Frogtown.
2: Oh sure did. That's coming soon.
1: And, and with a movie where you have a, uh, a, a cinematic stalwart in Mr. Conrad and, and, and in the movie where you had enough money to hire Martin Sheen's less talented brother <laughs> and in a movie where you have a meet cute of two very nineties ladies and they don't make out right. I got to ask. Yeah. What were they thinking?
0: Well, I saw my baby walking With another man today Well, I saw my baby walking With another man today When I asked her what's the matter This is what I heard her say See you later, alligator After one like at all See you later, alligator Crocodile, out. Can't you see you in my way, though. Don't you know you grab my style? When I thought of what you told me, you nearly made me lose my head. When I thought of what you told me, you nearly made me lose my head. But the next time that I saw her, I reminded what you said. See you later, alligator. After one, crack it on See you later, alligator After one, crack it on I refer to that.